Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show. It's week seven, and the Niners head back home to face the 4-2 and two Kansas City Chief. Chiefs. The game kicks off on Sunday at 9.25pm, nice civilised time, and features two teams that lost their week six matchups. I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. Neji Kwa. Hello, everyone. And Paul Hope. Hi, everyone. So both teams will be keen to flush away their week six results and the Chiefs high powered offense will be facing off against the solid Niners defense. Both of the Chiefs losses have been lower scoring games and the Chiefs do tend to win games that turn into shootouts. The Niners defense might well be strengthened with the return of possibly Nick Bosa, possibly Mooney Ward and possibly Jimmy Ward. Is it fair to say, lads, that this is the battle the Chiefs' offense versus the Niners' defense that is likely to determine the result. Lee, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're probably right. But before we get into that, I've got a bone to pick with you. Have you? So where's the U.R. Naji Karagon? I kind of like that <laughs> intro. Yeah, I, I think you need to bring it back and just use that every single time for Naji. Well, my, se- my season's over, so there's no need to. I'm, I'm in your off-season mode. <laughs> to be right. fair, Lee. Your off-season name. Where was that yeah. chant? On Sunday night, because that would have been epic in the bar. We definitely have got that one chant. Yeah, it would, yeah been. it would have been good. It would have been. Okay, so back to Gareth's question then. Is it going to be our defence against the Chiefs' offence? Yeah, that, that's going to be... That That is a interesting I mean, yes, question. Is it, homes, right? I, I don't actually <laughs> think that's going to be the pivotal one, because that one was always going to be a tough battle. Obviously, yeah. we're looking at it through the eyes of an injured, banged-up defence. But we do have quite a few players who potentially will be coming back this week, which will make a huge difference. If Borsa does uh, play, if Mooney Ward plays, if we have some other returnees back as well, then that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. I think that's going to be the better out of the two. I think when you look at uh, our offence against their defence, um. I think anything can potentially happen there. We we could have a stinker. They could have a stinker. I think um, looking at the Chiefs' defense this year, Jones has been absolutely outstanding. Um, outside of Jones, you, you maybe starting Laverius Sneed. He's having quite a good game at, at corner. Um, but other than that, there's just those two who, to me, um, obviously I don't watch the Chiefs' games every week, but there's only those two that have really stood out, being mentioned quite a bit. And then you look at the uh, the 49ers' offence. I, I think we all are kind of hoping for the type of bounce back that we, that we had in 2020 when we went and um, bullied the Rams, uh, ran the ball 44, 45 times. So is it going to be the Chiefs' def- uh, offence and our defence? That's going to be the most interesting matchup without a shadow of a doubt. I, I can't wait to see how our pass rush does if if Nick Boss is on there and how many times we can get after Mahomes because he's such a special player. It depends how many times he's held. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we can guarantee he's going to be held 100% of the time. Um, we'll maybe get 2% of the calls. Yeah, something like that. Uh, the, I mean, to answer the question, I think yes, but maybe in a way that doesn't quite make sense to... To, to the question itself is that 
uh, I think the best way to have to beat the Chiefs is our uh, our defense and their offense is not on the field. Uh, so you defend them with your offense essentially, uh, and and keep Pat Mahomes sat there and giving him as little possession as possible. That's that's the recipe really, uh, because as you know, as we all know, and as Lee just said, he's a very special player and. When he has a ball in his hand, anything can happen at any point. And I think even with the best defense in the league, sometimes you're just pulling your hair and thinking, how how has he pulled that play out? He was covered. He was in the midst of getting sacked. And it's a touchdown 70 yards later or something like that. Um, so, yes, but also I think, yeah, Bosa coming back is obviously huge. Uh, I think, you know, Chavarius Wall, Mooney Wall coming, coming not injured is huge. But... I'm still very worried because we didn't lose because we didn't have Bosa on on Sunday. We lost because we didn't have Armstead or Kinlaw. Uh, we got absolutely bullied in the middle. Um, and they're probably still not going to play. Uh, so, and, and that's something they can take advantage of. And there's no, nothing Bosa can do about it. It's all on Ridgeway and Givens and Spence and Hyder to put up a, a better game. And and you know shut down that middle and get penetration that can then spring in into Bosa and and, and all the other guy. Um, so yeah, it is absolutely where the matchup is. If you can slow them down a little bit, you have a chance to win. Um, the problem is I have no confidence at all we'll be able to score many points as we have been proving this season. Um, so our defense is going to be lights out and they're going to have to score points as well. Which thankfully, Pat Mahomes has been kind of prone to in the past two years for picks. So hopefully uh, we, we can swing the game in a way that we can leave him on the field and then when he's on the field, pick him off and score off it because I think we're going to need it uh, tremendously. So in- interestingly about Armstead, I was passed some information yesterday from somebody who actually spoke to Eric Armstead this week and he said he's going to be out for at least the next two games. Now, I've no idea how reliable this source is. Um, it came completely out of the blue. I've never, ever met this guy. I think I've, okay. he's maybe sent a message through to us once. He's based over in Santa Clara. So I was quite surprised to receive a message from him um, to say, oh, hi, Lee. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I was speaking to Eric Armstead yesterday and he said he's going to be out for at least the next two weeks. And like I said, it was completely out of the blue. We've never had this line of communication open. I haven't really chatted to the guy um, other than to say hello um, via Facebook Messenger. So it would be interesting to see see how accurate that is. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to name drop him because, like I said, I don't really know him. I don't know how reliable the source is. Um, I just thought it was interesting that somebody taking the time to to basically give me this piece of information when like the relationship's not there. If you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, let's see, see how it pans out. Maybe a very good source. Paul, care to weigh in on our our defense versus Mahomes? Yeah, so I've been back today, Gareth, and I've rewatched the Chiefs versus the Bills. And like what Gareth, uh, like what Nadji and Lee have said, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best. He's elite. He's going to make plays. What I thought the Bills did quite well on Sunday, Gareth, is similar to what we did to the Rams. So if you remember, before the Rams game, we were talking about only sending the floor after the quarterback. We didn't blitz very often. And then in the Rams game, Ryan sent the kitchen sink after Matt Stafford, and it seemed to work. And the Bills did that quite well. 
on Sunday night and they also mixed between man coverage and zone coverage because I think defensive coordinators are realising Pat Mahomes, as great as he is, Najee, doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore and his wide receivers are not great route runners. They've still got speed. He's still got Kelsey. They're still putting points up there, Gareth. But I do think D'Amico Ryans could maybe go into his bag of tricks this weekend. Hopefully, Nick Bosa's back. I think we do have to get after um, Mahomes. And if you look at the stats, Mahomes is only completing 56.9% of his passes against the Blitz with only 5.7 yards per attempt. Now, make no mistake, it's very, very dangerous playing against Patrick Mahomes and kind of daring him to throw on you. Because like Najee said, he can make the plays. But he's also prone to picks. Like Lee's just said, he had a couple against the Bills. I have got my red and gold rose-tinted glasses on, Gareth. It's Thursday night. Um, I'm not going to give too much away with my predictions. But I think we'd have all been a bit more excited if we had a fully healthy, full-strength defence going into this. But something that Najee's just said about our interior... The Chiefs have got liabilities at offensive tackle as well, Najee. They're not great in there, and teams are exploiting that. And if Nick Bosa can come back, Gareth, and play as well as Von Miller did on Sunday, I think you'll see that could upset a lot of people. What about you? What about your thoughts on the defence? I think you've covered everything I was going to mention. I think it's going to be Travis Kelsey and the connection with Mahomes. We all know it's coming, and it still seems to be unstoppable. I'm looking forward to the workout that Kelsey is going to give for uh, potentially Greenlaw and potentially uh, Warner. I did see a stat earlier that said Greenlaw hasn't been great in coverage uh, and Warner has been significantly better. So I could see certainly Fred uh, keeping Kelsey in his sights, uh, which may pull him away from from other duties. But I think if you if you can take that away or at least limit it, because I don't think you're going to stop Kelsey getting four, five, six receptions, but we've got to stop uh, those those big plays and that reliable connection that's going to complete uh, or convert those third downs over and over again, wear our defence down, get Mahomes uh, into rhythm where he can potentially bring in some of his uh, his other targets. So I think that battle over the, the short yardage over the middle in the pass game um, is going to be key. If we can take that away and we can get pressure on Mahomes, I think that's going to be the the key to slowing them down. Uh, and as I said in the intro, if you can turn it into a bit of a defensive, uh, um, disrupt the rhythm, keep it into a little bit of a, of a slugfest, the Chiefs are beatable. If we let them score a lot of points early and we have to take them on in a shootout, um, I, I don't have a lot of confidence that we're going to come out of that with a result. So you have mentioned the Niners offense and their matchup against, I think what is fair to say, perhaps a middling Chiefs defense that has been good against the run, but is certainly softer against the pass. The game in Atlanta showed that Kyle is prepared to lean on the pass game, though the results were at best mixed. I'm expecting the Chiefs to take note of how the Falcons D set up against us. And I think we could see them try much the same committing to uh, stopping our run game and forcing the game into Jimmy's hands. How do you think Kyle is going to need to adjust to get our offence going at last? Paul? Well, put me on the spot there, Gareth. Mm. I think, like what Nadji said, we need to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. So I think Kyle Shanahan needs to establish the run. It was non-existent against Atlanta. And when you go back and watch that game, 
the reason Jimmy passed for 41 attempts, Gareth, is we were behind. And if you're behind yeah. by two scores in the NFL, you have to you have to throw the ball. And I'm sure Nadji's going to weigh in on, on Jimmy Garoppolo at some point. But hold your horses, <laughs> Nadji. Um, so I do think that we should see a run heavy um, on, on Sunday, Gareth. But the problem is if we're putting the ball in Jimmy's hands and it goes into a shootout, I'm not very confident, if, I, if I'm being honest. Um, we're not great on offence this season. The stats will back it up. Brandon Ayuk had a good game last week, so I'm hoping that that continues. But uh, when you go back and watch the game tape on our offence this season, it's it's not nice to watch. And I think Nadji did put a message in our group chat saying, start Brock Purdy. Is, is this the week, <laughs> Nadji? Is this where you're going to jump in now and... Uh, Tell me, Jimmy will be on the sidelines and Brock Purdy's going to be balling out on Sunday. I mean, I'd love, I'd love to. But I don't think that would be fair on the rookie to throw him in such a high competitive environment where he's going to need to be uh, absolutely perfect to win that game. Um, but no, I agree. It, it, we have and we must establish the run game and being able to rely on it. And not got away with it. You say you're down by two score in NFL and you have to throw it. I kind of disagree with you. Um, two score, it's not that much. You can still run the ball a fair amount. Um, especially that we were down two score in the first quarter. It's not like, you know, we were down two score and it was five minutes ago. This is when you start uh, going in a hurry up offense and passing it a lot more with five wide and four wide set. I, I just, I think we need to not go away from that. Otherwise, as you say, we have to put it on, on Jimmy's shoulder. And we all know he's not going to come out and win the game unless the stars align and everything is perfect and he gets a little lucky. Um, and it, it, I just don't want to put my faith into that at all. I would rather rely on TDP and Jeff Wilson if he can you know, have a much better game than he, have, uh, than he had against Atlanta and, and Coleman because we seem to have... Now, now I remember why we let him go because he he's very streaky, the same way uh, mm. uh, Mariota is, and we had the the bad end of Coleman this one when they had the good one of of uh, of Mariota on last Sunday. But yeah, it's it, we're gonna have to establish our own because as I said, the the best way to beat the Chiefs is by limiting the amount of possession they have. And I've been banging the drum on having put you know net positive net possession uh, on offense and, and we're going to have to again every possession we're going to have to at least score points uh, in at least score field goal is what I mean uh, otherwise this is how you fall behind because people go in it's five plays 60 yards and it's touchdown and then you're seven points behind or three points behind or whatever you are so uh, yeah efficiency is again the key here where we're going to have to move down methodically and efficiently so we can leave Patma Ops on the sideline, the clock is winding down, and by the end of it, it's seven points, or at least three, so we can still stay in the game. Um, and we don't have to chase and pull in Jimmy's hand, which I don't think he'll do, um, as he's never done, apart from, that one, apart from that one game. What else we need to do, Gareth? We need to be better on third down. And also, mm-hmm. when you watch the Chiefs this year, as much as they're great offensively, at defence, they've got two starting rookie cornerbacks that haven't done great against the other team's elite receivers. So, obviously, Stefan Diggs, Devante Adams have had great games. You could argue Debo Samuel wants to be in that category. Brandon Ayuk is knocking on the door. So, for me, Jimmy needs to get them two in the game. He needs to target them. So, like Nadji said, establish the run. 
don't be in third and long. And yeah, to well, clarify what I was saying, Nadge, against the Falcons, you, you're probably right. You you know better than me. I just meant we went two scores down on Sunday and Kyle just abandoned the run altogether. Oh, yeah, no, and he yeah, just absolutely. put the ball in Jimmy's hands where, like you said, sometimes go with what you know, trust the process. And I do think we'll possibly see a game plan similar to what we did with against the Rams. Well, I hope so. But look, you say converting third down. The problem is we're in third and long all the time. And it's not a lack of... Uh, you know, us not being good at converting third down is that uh, converting third and nine is really, really hard. Defenses are extremely good at knowing what you're going to run on third and long because your your playbook is shrunk down to so very little plays that it's very easy to defend and and the and the percentage falls right around fifty percent or below. Um, and if you suboptimally play, then it's way below fifty percent, which is what we've we've been doing. So, yeah, but we need to cover it further down. But how about we don't cover it further down? We just get consistent first down on, on Sorry, first or I second. Think I said what, and, like, I think what yeah, you no, said. Yeah, no, I know there, what you mean. I know what you mean. And long, because that's, like you said, it's a killer. Because we all joke that Jimmy Garoppolo's the third down king. But third and long for any team is a difficult one, isn't it? And defences around yeah. the league are playing better. If you look, I play fantasy football. And there was a stat out saying that fantasy football scores are down by 20-odd percent. And offences right, yeah. aren't scoring as many points this year as yeah. they have in previous years. Yeah. Lee, what do you think about all that? <laughs> well, I think the game's going to hinge on how good our O-line performs. I think that that is going to be the, the be-all and end-all of Sunday night's game. If our, if our O-line can protect Jimmy, they can create the gaps for the run game, then th- there's no reason why we can't beat the Chiefs. I know Shanahan has played the Chiefs twice now as 49ers head coach. He's lost them both. He's lost them both by 11 points. But I think if we can, if our O-line can step up and help out the running game, then there's no reason why we can't leave Levi's on Sunday night with a, with a win. Um, I think home field advantage does play a part. I think the noise the crowd can make if they get behind the team can be significant at Levi's. And it'll all come down to how we start with our first offensive series. If if we stutter and um, end up going for a three and out, that, that's basically going to be in death knell to the game. We really need to make a strong start on offense, and it has to be with the run game. It has to be with the run game. As as far as the um, the Chiefs cornerbacks are concerned, you, you've got um, you've got Watson, who, who's a rookie, but. You, on the opposite side, you've got uh, Legarius Sneed, who's a three-year veteran, and all three years he's played at a very good level. Maybe he's not an elite level, but he's played at a very good level. So as far as our wide receivers getting the better of them, I think we have three very good wide receivers. Debo Samuel, Ayuk and Jennings are all, to me, very, very good wide receivers. You need to spread the ball about don't keep on going to the same person all the time. Don't keep on throwing it three yards behind the line to Debo all the time because yeah. it's it's going to annoy the fan base. They're going to get wise to it. They're going to stop it. Let, let's let's mix it up a bit. Let, let, let's try and get Kittle going over the middle. Let, let's try and do that because they're obviously going to come into this game expecting us to run it because that's what we do. We run the ball. Yeah. And I think it was Paul that said, they'll, they'll have seen the Falcons game and they'll do exactly the same as what the Falcons' defense did. Put yep. all the effort into stopping the run. 
because they know Jimmy's got two, three quite major mistakes in him per game. And if they can just capitalise off one of those mistakes, then it's given them an, an extra offensive series. So hopefully our O-line steps up and can play better. I'm half expecting Brunskill to be under centre rather than near Brendel, which may be harsh on Brendel, but I think after last Sunday's game, um, we, we talked about this just before we came on air, what, one of the penalty flags I, I, I thought was very harsh on Brendel, but he still didn't have a very good game. I think they need to do something with the offensive line. McGlinchey hasn't practised today. Whether or not they've just given him a vet day, uh, a vet day off, I don't know, because he does have a problem with his ankle. Um, Trent Williams is on the way back. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play a Sunday night. So I think it all depends on on how our O-line looks, whether or not we've got the players who can step up and um, get us that win Sunday night. I think you're right, Ty. That was one of my points, and you've uh, you've already covered it. But I think it's getting your five best offensive linemen on the field. And I think uh, Brendel's possibly held his position because other players have, have been deployed in spot cover. So if Trent Williams comes back, I think that might well free up run skill for uh, a centre as well. And hopefully we are going to see the run game maybe get a bit more uh, success certainly than we did um, against Atlanta. So lads, any bold game predictions before we do the scores? I've got I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so rare for you to be this quiet, Nancy. Yeah, you'll see why in a very short amount of time. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> Gareth, that um, we didn't say in the last show. Um, Aaron Banks had quite a good game against the Falcons. And I know there was a lot of people concerned when we let Tomlinson depart. But Aaron Banks had his first clean sheet, for want of a better word, on Sunday. Didn't let a pressure on Jimmy. I think Frank Clark versus McGlinchey would have been a, a key matchup I was looking at. But like Lee said there, McGlinchey hasn't practised. I'm going to go a bold prediction that Jimmy Garoppolo has zero sacks against him and zero interceptions on Sunday night. That is bold. That is very bold. (laughs) Interesting one. Interesting one. Good one. Okay, so I'm I'm going to go really bold and say we're going to win the coin toss to start the game. (laughs) 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 Um, Bold. What, What can I go bold? I'm struggling. I'm struggling this week. I, I think. Yeah, I've got. I I've think really I'm. Yeah, I think I'm still feeling a little bit deflated off Sunday's result. To to pep myself up to be quite bold this week. Leaving it all for Gareth after last week. Lee, when Gareth did his two touchdowns for you, I'm sure Gareth's going to come in and say Jimmy Garoppolo 500 yards, five touchdowns. We're going to no, win the game. I, I, I go bold, but I'm not insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I tell you what, let, let's go bold then. And this all depends on Bosa being back. If Bosa comes back, he'll have four sacks. Ooh, oh, like that's it. bold. I like it. Uh, I've got. Uh, I reckon this is going to be. The Kittle game, I reckon Kittle's going to get over 100 yards for the first time this season. And we're, we're going to see what we want to see, which is Kittle running free in the secondary. Uh, so I'm expecting a big game for Kittle. Uh, and I'm also expecting uh, an interception for Fred Warner. Very nice. Mm. So uh, score prediction. So we start with you then, Najee. Sure. Let's let's have me. Yeah, I'm 
not not just deflated, but I just lost confidence in our offense. I just don't think we can match up what the Chiefs can do, and I think we are going to lose 27-17. Ooh, Nachi, 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 Nachi. First one, I know. I no, just, no, no, I don't no, 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 just, just wait to hear mine. I just thought you just read my mind. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I don't think, I don't think we've got the power to stay with them and they're going to score and we're going to try and rally and we can't do it. That's what's going to happen. Right, well, I may as well go off to saying that then. Mm, yeah. So, so I actually think, I, I agree with Naji. I think the Chiefs are going to win and I think it's going to be 28-17. 28-17, nice. Yeah. I mean, not nice, but yeah. I think it's a way to... Uh, expunge myself from expectation to try and enjoy the Sunday. Yeah, so I think I've gone down the same route as well. It's like a self-defense mechanism. Yeah, I think so, yeah. (laughs) I've really struggled with this one, Gareth. I've tried to put my red and gold tinted glasses on, but lately in that, I I do think the Chiefs will win. I had this down as a... I had this down as a, a Chiefs win at the start of the season when we were doing our predictions Nothing's yeah. really changing that. And similar scores to Lee and Nadji. I've got a 28 to 20 win for the Chiefs on Sunday. And I hope I'm wrong. Please hope I'm wrong. I hope we're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Come on, what about Gareth? you, Gareth? Come on. Well, it's funny. I, I, I've, I've been flipping between a, t- a couple. And, and one that I did actually settle on earlier was 27-17 to the Chiefs. Um, so I'm going to stick with that. Okay. So I'm surprised. I've, you know, you guys had the therapy session on Tuesday, which I couldn't, I couldn't make. Um, I thought you guys might jump over the other side, try and be a uh, positive and all that. But I, I think it's I, a case I of we we don't know what the your line's looking like yet. Yeah, and, and I just and not having Armstead well. and Kinlo is yeah is just it's, too, it's just too it's big. Huge. It's 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 far too big. Like you said, Nadji, we don't have the practice report yet. So when I was doing this earlier, you were looking yeah. at no Ward, no Hofanga, no Mosley. No, yeah. yeah. You were looking at the secondary and thinking, oh, God, Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. So we've tried to be realistic. But, uh, I mean, JV's back. He's practicing fully. So he might he might actually start. Um, Bosa will play. I just, I just don't think that's enough. You have to be the Chiefs. You have to be the Bills. And we're not the Bills. Yeah, you you don't you don't beat the Chiefs unless you can score twenty five points. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. At the moment, right. uh, I I I don't have the the confidence, uh, and part of it is is from last season. Just when we you know we picked up, we we would have a win, then we would have another dismal performance, yeah. and usually where we thought it couldn't get any worse, we it would put a, a stinker. So yeah, yeah. I mean there is I can see a way of us. Winning though, I think if Off plays and Ward, you know, Mooney plays and Maglici plays, uh, and the defense does go out and play like they did against the Rams and and the Panthers and does, you know, put Mahomes on a on a crunch and actually picks him up and get maybe one pick six, maybe a fumble recovery, and that gives a short field. There, there is a there is a scenario, but again, I think. It's it's very unlikely, and the, the stars would have to align in Santa Clara for for the perfect game for us to fall to, for us to win it. I just don't think talent for talent. I don't I don't think we've got it yet. 
So uh, some other Niner news I think you wanted to mention there, G. Yeah, we uh, Delaney Walker, our uh, tight end uh, that we had during the, the 2012 run, uh, is retiring. I think I think he was uh, very much underrated for most of his career. Um, I really enjoyed him. He was an amazing tandem with Vernon Davis back in the day. Uh, maybe the, the best one too tight end in the league at the time but nobody ever really mentioned his name and every game he had these amazing catches kind of pre-kittle or kittle almost um uh so yeah it's it just a, a bit of a shame to see him go but obviously they all do uh it's good that he's uh, retiring uh, on his own term and or a silly injury or, or something that forces you so uh yeah good riddance uh enjoy your retirement and uh, and thank you as a uh, Great stuff. So any other final thoughts before we wrap up? Well, let us be wrong for once. We, we're always very good on this podcast. 100% record of ball prediction. No, I'm joking. But yeah, I hope we're wrong. I hope. Yeah, it's reverse psychology this week, isn't it? I know. I just think Sunday, because I wasn't there on Tuesday, Sunday was the first the first game really where, you know, the Bears and, and the Broncos lost. Where we knew it was our fault. So we couldn't, you know, pick up ourselves. And they are right. It's on us. It's, you know, it's, we, we just have to be better and we win these games. But Sunday, we won. We were just bad. And mm. the, the other team was better, which is really hard to watch and, uh, and enjoy football on that level. So uh, even if we lose on Sunday, let's, let's try and show some fight and, and not a nine-minute drive in the fourth when you're losing by two score. You, you know, let's, let's make it a close one if we can and look competitive. That gives us hope. Because we're playing the Rams after that, and then we're on the bye. So it would be good to, uh, even if we lose a close one, to win the week after and then go on the bye on the 4-4 four and four, uh, record, which uh, isn't far off where we were uh, last year and, and went to the to the championship. So there will be a hopes high. So, But yeah, let's show some fight. Let's just, let's just be better. That would be nice. Yeah, personally, I think we should uh, rest all of our stars until after the bye week so that they're all fit for the uh, Saints and Dolphins game. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, Lee, before you you mentioned that, I think, Gareth, that we're all realists on this show and we love the NFL. What we want to see is mistake-free football and consistency. So even if we lose the game on Sunday, we want to see better from the offence, like Nadji said, and we just want to see a bit of fight in the team because Sunday felt a bit flat, but it's going to be kind of weird. Sat at home on my own, watching the game on Sunday. If you are going to join the game day thread on Discord, please do change your name. And obviously, I I think we'll be running both again, Lee. I think there'll be people on the Facebook one and people on the Discord one. But I'm looking forward to the game day thread on on Sunday. I think there might be some new faces on there after the meet-up, Gareth. There's some new people join the group and there's a lot of optimism around our community at the moment. Maybe not the team, (laughs) but around the community for sure. Absolutely. So thanks to everyone who listens to the show. Don't forget to like, subscribe and comment wherever you get your podcasts and check out the 49er Faithful uh, UK YouTube channel. Look out for a watch party review show coming to a pod platform near you soon uh, and hope to catch you all either on Discord or Facebook on the game day threads, as Paul has said. So until Sunday, go Niners. Go Niners. Bang bang nana guy. Like Joe Montana in the corner deep card. Garrison Hurst, stiff arm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.